the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dialogue with Divinity. I'm your host, Johanna Carroll, and you're listening to X-Zone Broadcast Network. For over 30 years, I've been a spiritual counselor, author of four books, and lots of other things on my plate. But I have to tell you, one of the things that's always been a curiosity to me is my own personal quest to really understand who I really am. And so the guest that we have today is always one of our wisdom keepers that we bring to you on a weekly basis. And he's written some wonderful books, and really, I think he can help you find out not only who you are, but how you can get there with your peak potential. So our guest today is Howard Falco. He is a spiritual teacher and he's an expert on human understanding and potential. He is a peak performance or mindfulness coach to college and professional athletes. This would be the MLB, the NHL, the NFL, and CEOs and corporate executives and individuals just like you who are looking for a new way of overcoming life's challenges and achieving exceptional results. He's authored two books about self-awareness and the power of personal creation. I love that, personal creation. His first one is titled, I Am, The Power of Discovering Who You Really Are. And his second book is Time in a Bottle, Mastering the Experience of Life. This is an interesting story about Howard. In late 2002, in the middle of what he calls an ordinary life, He's a married father. He's got two kids. He went through a sudden and extraordinary expansion of his mind. The dramatic depth and breadth of the shift unveiled the answers to many of the largest and deepest questions that humanity seeks answers for on a regular basis, such as, why am I here? How do I create my dreamest, biggest dreams and desires? And how do I achieve lasting peace and fulfillment, which is a big one for all of us right now? So I really want to welcome Howard Falco to her show. And I want to tell you, Howard, that something that was very inspirational for me uh, in reading a lot of your information, particularly from your book, I Am, you say that the greatest gift is the ability to choose who you decide to be right now. So welcome to Dialogue with Divinity. Well, thank you very much for that wonderful introduction. Um, it's great to be here with you. I have to tell you that I've taken a lot of spiritual retreats and groups on spiritual retreats to sacred sites around the world. And I noticed on a few of the, I mean, very, very ancient buildings, particularly at Rennes-le-Chateau in France, there was an archway leading into a garden, and it said, know thyself. And I mean, when we think of, you know, how many hundreds, thousands of years ago this was created, I just think, you know, it is an eternal quest to really understand not only who we are, but why we're here. So, you know, I really think that I'd like to know what happened to you <laughs> that caused this big, this shift in, in consciousness to, to take you where you are today. Right. Well, I think it's very apropos that you brought up the moniker Know Thyself, because what I discovered is that all the wisdom is truly within us. Um, here for us when we are ready for, for it. 
And what happened with me was I got to a place and a time in my life when I was ready to experience it. Um, I was going through a, a normal everyday life, coaching club baseball, uh, two little kids, uh, married, and I just wanted to understand more about when that sense of peace pervades us, when we finally feel like we've arrived. I was working very hard all of my life to achieve the things that I thought brought peace and happiness. And so at a young age, I went left from Chicago and came out to Arizona to put myself through school. I got married, check. I got a job that I wanted, check. I started to make money, check. We bought our first home, had two kids. All these things were sort of adding up that I thought would create happiness within me. And while I was happy with the things that I had, that contention was missing. And I wanted to know when that would arrive within me. And I thought the last thing, Johanna, was that it was millions of dollars. It's sort of the, quote, American dream. But one day I realized that that money was not what was going to bring ultimate happiness. And I had so many of the things that money couldn't buy. So when that last excuse for me of why I wasn't fully content and happy was gone, I was very scared. And I threw my hands up with the deepest yearning one could possibly have not being religious at the time, spiritual, uh, scientific, I just threw my hands up to the universe and said, I am truly ready to know. Wow. And I want to know, and, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to go on unless I do. Okay, and, so, so let me just ask you a question, because sure. I think that when we have this consciousness shift, I know for myself, I had a very similar situation, and I just remember sitting on a beach and saying, come on, you got to help me, you know? I mean, I really, it's kind of like ask and you shall receive, not that I want to get biblical mm -hmm. or anything, but, you know, and I think on some level for those of you that are listening, there comes a point in your life, and thank you for mentioning that money is not the be-all and end-all of everything, because I can tell you from my very, very wealthy, successful Hollywood movie star clients, that is not the be-all and the end-all for them to, to find that resting place of peace in their soul. So I, I want to talk about this a lot, um, but just give me one or two words before we take a really quick break, before we can really dive into this. What were the two words in your heart that were really valuable? The two words in my heart were, I, I am worthy. I am worthy of understanding and knowing more. Okay, and cool. I really we'll, felt that. We're going to be right back. Thanks. Hold that thought. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. 
These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter, Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Dialogue with Divinity. This is Johanna Carroll, and our wonderful guest today is Howard Falco mindfulness coach to a lot of athletes and regular people just like you. So Howard, before we went to break, we were talking about that one, maybe, I don't know if it was a finite moment for you, just a series of moments where, you know, the question was, you know, were you worthy? So obviously you have found your worth, your value on another level. But the question I want to ask you right now, I think a lot of people that are listening have experienced that moment in time and yet they didn't really act on it you know they just kind of shoved it in the back of the closet so to speak so within your transpersonal experience this consciousness paradigm changing for you what do you think make yours so unique that's a good question because uh my experience is that everybody is worthy of this. So I think what was unique about it was the depth of the desire and the readiness to give up any identity of my own self. I didn't care if it meant my own annihilation or my own death. That's how badly I wanted to know the answers. That's how curious I had been since I was a small child. And when I reached this point where I didn't have the answers, it shook me to my core. So that's when I really truly opened up and that's when it began to change because in the days that followed, I started to see how life is always answering us and always serving us. And the information just started to flow in. Um, The first experience was I was still in the finance business at this point in my life, Mm -hmm. and I was at a seminar for dealing with the markets and how we make decisions and, and investments and how much we put in and the length of time in the vehicle and when we get out and how it was based on a psychological perspective and that the, we're creating the whole experience. And it was like in a moment in this class, I wasn't seeing it as far as the financial markets were concerned anymore. I, w- I realized that that was my whole life. It was based on how I interpreted it, how I responded to it, how I felt about it. I was in turn creating it based on my response to it. And that gave me this huge sense of relief knowing that the power to change my circumstance and to experience more of a sense of fulfillment and peace was within me. I didn't know how to do it yet, but at least I knew that that power was not 
in money outside of me or something I needed to attain or achieve, mm-hmm. but it was within my own perception, my own interpretation of myself in the world. And that really accelerated things. So, you know, can I ask you a question? Because yeah. I heard you in the beginning, and this is always uh, a trigger for me. You said you were curious as a small child. So was that just curious about life or questioning things or just the normal curiosity that kids have? Because I feel a lot of people who are on a spiritual path and a journey and are looking for a deeper, more profound meeting and really, you know, are going to say, I'm going to go for it uh, to really discover who I am. As children, they still had a connection to the other side. Do you have a belief on that one way or the other? Well, what the trigger was for me on my curiosity was when I was 14, my uncle asked me to go with him and my aunt and my cousin on a fishing trip up to northern Minnesota. And I had never been really far from the Chicago City Lights. So we got up to this place in Minnesota, which was on the edge of a, of a beautiful lake. We had this rustic cabin. It was dark when we got there. We unpacked, put everything away. And at 14, I wanted to explore the surroundings. So I walked out the cabin door. We had a, a boat dock there. I walked right to the end of the boat dock, and I just stood there looking out. And mm. I had never experienced silence before or, quote, the oxymoron of the sound of silence. Yeah, right. And that hit me. But what really shook me, Johanna, was... As I looked out into this lake, I started to see what looked like lights shining up from the bottom of the lake because there were so many Mm. of them. I looked in one area, and I looked in another, and they were covering the lake. And for a split second, I didn't know what was going on until I lifted my chin and my eyes to the sky. And in that moment, when I saw that many stars in the sky on that night, there was a profound shift within me. I, I looked up at that masterpiece, and I said, wow. I want to, someday I want to understand that. So that was truly the birth of my curiosity. And and I kept an open mind. I was never into a very rigorous spirituality or religion. So I had an Mm -hmm. open mind on Mm -hmm. what your idea of, quote, God is, or what the idea of how the universe works. And I let life sort of bring it to me over time. And I think that helped. You know, I find things for a lot of people, I've said this before on this show, and to my friends and my clients and everyone else that being out in nature is the best church, if you will, temple, whatever you'd like to call it. I really feel that it is a reflection of our own divinity. If we can recognize that it's not separate from us. So I am wondering as a child, then uh, without going into this for too long of a conversation that you actually recognize the brilliance of your own direction, your, the brilliance of your own soul at that moment in time. It wasn't so much the brilliance as it was the curiosity of how mm. that is above our heads okay. At, okay. at every moment, and that there has to be more of an understanding that can be unveiled about the nature of what we're doing here, why we're here, what our purpose is. And as I grew up and started to see all these big differences in the world between wealth and poverty and war and famine and and people that experience joy and, and have a life that flows versus people that experience suffering, suffering my curiosity grew, and I wanted to know what, what was behind that. And I always sort of had a knack of of being able to talk to people or to try and understand people from uh, a psychological perspective. And I think that was just in my general makeup. And you know, you make a moment. we we you made we made a statement in the beginning, which is part of your book. I am uh, the greatest gift is the ability to choose who you decide to be right now. I I'm wondering though. If more people are inclined to look at who they are not, in other words, what's wrong with their life? I mean, how do how do we raise the window shade, if you will, so people can see, you know, through their own curiosity or their own quest or search, obviously working through someone like you, you know, how they can really discover this for themselves? Because I think we're so bombarded with all this negative stuff all the time like you know mm-hmm. if i don't use this toothpaste you know mm-hmm. there's something right. wrong with me right. so you know in the main crux of the teaching of i am what what is your primary thesis in this book if you will so unbeknownst to ourselves we are conditioned through genetics and through uh, our personal experiences and our upbringing and how we were nurtured to believe a certain way about ourselves in the world and then what happens is, is that we live out that idea and actually collect the conditions to make it true. So who we believe that we are at the core, our I am statements, 
up until maybe a moment like this, hopefully, where we finally turn the eye on ourselves and say, how have I looked at who I am? That runs our lives. But the beauty is in any moment of our realization, we can A, realize that we have the power to define who we want to be, and then we have the ability to create the conditions that will fulfill this new I am, this new idea of who we are. That's why I think it's our, every moment offers us our greatest gift of redefinition um, or, or the ability to define, declare, and demonstrate who we choose to be. So every moment is a moment of rebirth. However, you have to be able to draw in enough of the conscious awareness, A, to understand that your past is not your present, and B, that you get to choose now when you allow more of a sense of forgiveness, love, and compassion in for yourself, you get to choose more fully now who you want to be. But prior to that moment, when we have regrets, when we have shame, or when we have the poison of guilt in our minds, we will limit what is possible for us both in thought and in action. That is why it's so key to come to a, a, a place of cleansing with our soul and see the perfection of our past without any judgment. You know, I, I, hearing you speak, for me, I'm, I'm obviously writing some notes here, and I feel that the whole concept, for those of you are listening, if you're living in the external world, looking out there, you have a great opportunity through Howard's work to go to your eternal world, which is looking within at a deeper level. So we have, you know, sort of the duality of external external um, yeah, effects <laughs> versus yeah. eternal, which is, you know, there's no limitation on eternal. That I think that's the thing. And People will tell you everything that they cannot do. But if you say to someone, okay, tell me five things that you're really good at, they'll go, ah, uh, you know, it's, it's really a, a major consciousness shift. And then I'm sure after they've gone through working with you and, you know, people that are on a spiritual path, they'll give you a list that's a mile long. So there really is a huge difference with the mm -hmm. external limitations versus the eternal, which is low on some level. So what's the main crux of the teaching in Time in a Bottle? Because I know I, lo I love the title of the book, obviously, for many reasons. Mm -hmm. Well, um, to give you how it unfolded, I am is total self-awareness, know thyself, total understanding of how you created who you are from energy and matter all the way through the psychological, all the way into the spiritual and the fulfillment of that, and then how you take control of it. That's what the book I Am is about. Time in a Bottle is about how time plays a role in the process of the unfolding of our lives and how as we understand time more from the perspective of what we say we want to achieve, the gap between what we say we want to achieve, which is out somewhere in our future and where we are now, and how that gap of time either expands and takes longer because of thoughts and feelings and ideas that are counterproductive versus having a greater sense of awareness of the truth and the love and the perfection of who we are that actually helps build the conditions quicker for what we want that actually collapses time and causes what we want to come together sooner. So it's a different way of looking at the perspective of time as it relates to what we're looking to create. So we basically, you know, I call this the pregnant pause of the universe. You know, everybody take a breath. It's like that, that stillness that you were experiencing as a young child looking up at the heavens and looking up at the stars. And so this void space of energy, to me anyway, this is my theory, mm -hmm. is the greatest point of creation within the void space and in my language letting the universe do their best work on some level mm -hmm. and so I, I know that you work with a lot of athletes and I have to tell you not that I'm a superstar athlete but I've been playing tennis for 63 years which is a long time and I'm not sure if I've still reached my peak potential you know <laughs> so <laughs> I'm still out there playing and saying okay you know I could change this I could tweak this I could do that do you think that the concept of time because I really I feel on the other side, there really is no such thing as time. I feel that past, present moment, future self to come is all kind of one explosion of energy. But because we live in a limited body consciousness on the earth, we sort of have to split it into a reality that we understand. So when you are working with athletes, are you taking them to that pregnant pause, that void space of time, so they are projecting a reality into their future for excellence? 
Um, no, I would lose them in a heartbeat if I, if I did. Okay. Good. All right. So um, tell me but, what to do. So um, basically what I am offering them or what we're digging into is where the limitations may have been hiding. In other words, they've already experienced performance that have brought them to one of the top levels in the world, but to push further on that envelope, they have to see more greatness within themselves. They have to see even more possibility. So we dig in and find out where their mind, again, subconsciously, unbeknownst to them, for example, let's say it's a major league ball player, and he's hitting 255, but he really wants to get closer to 300. Well, maybe in his mind, he thought that 255 was his maximum. That was the best he could do. But the truth is always infinite possibility. In other words, anything is possible. And so at the core, what I'm trying to offer a high-level athlete or really anyone in regular life is that in any moment, anything is possible. And when you come to a greater sense of love, acceptance, and respect with who you are, again, because you are willing to look at the past and make peace with it, it expands what's possible for you. Okay, we're going to hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. Howard, sorry to interrupt you. We'll be right back. Dreams are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. 
Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. everybody. It's Johanna Carroll. We're going to jump right into segment three here. We're talking with Howard Falco today. And by the way, you are listening to the Exxon Broadcast Network. If you'd like to see our wonderful menu of hosts that we have, please feel free to go to xzbn.net. Howard, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about, you know, the athletes that you're working with and not that it's a limited belief, but a belief that this is as good as I can get. And so on some level, you are taking them, encouraging them, coaching them to take them to the level that there are no limitations on how good you can get. Is that true? That's exactly right. Um, it's digging in and finding any thoughts within them that are limitations or what may have been holding them back and having them reflect on it in just a slightly different way. And the minute that any human being does that, they see a different version of themselves. A new I am is born. And when there's a new I am born, your, your entire, all your energy, all the ego will go out and help you then fulfill and validate that new believed truth about who you are, just like it's been doing your whole life. Um, so it's a really powerful process of uh, of self-definition self-expansion when you're working with these athletes are you getting down to the level of doing a lot of emotional counseling on some level do you feel from a cognitive process no it doesn't it doesn't get that technical um maybe like the, the academic field would or the uh or the clinical field might might get which is um that that's not how I really work. We just sort of get into the idea of who they are, what their thoughts have been, and then the conversation just takes on this beautiful flow where what they're looking to understand comes to the surface naturally and we're able to deal with it. And then I just gently offer them a new way of looking at, at who they are. Because I personally believe, my experience is that any thought that anyone has that limits them in any way or is negative about who you are in any way is a lie. And if you can just have a moment of space to catch the thought and question it and say, number one, is it true? And number two, does it serve me in what I'm trying to create? You can begin to empower yourself to change it. And when that you know, changes, I, everything changes. I worked with an NBA player once. I love this guy. He was great. Very, very successful. And what was happening with him, and I'm wondering if you have this, and I don't know if it's appropriate to even be discussing this right now, but he had all these women throwing themselves at him. And it was a huge distraction for him, and it really affected his game. And, you know, he found himself sitting on the bench when he should have been on the court. And so, you know, our conversation in getting him to know that part of himself was, you know, or am I really being seen for who I am or am I being seen as a means to an end for other people? And it was really mm -hmm. profound for him because, you know, I'm sure you find this anyway. A lot of these athletes from the time they're very young, you know, they're being trained and groomed uh, to hit a certain, you know, goal, a certain level. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know, there are these men and all of a sudden their hormones start showing up and, there's a lot of distractions. And then, of course, you know, the money and like we were talking about in the beginning, the money and the, the fancy cars and the clothes and and all of this. And I really respected him because he wanted to come back to center. That's what he kept saying. I need to come back to center. And it wasn't center court. It was really center, you know, within himself. Right. So I think as individuals, whether we're a professional ball player or just an average person, we do have these distractions. You know, that's part of that external versus the eternal pathway that we're on it doesn't mean that we have to blow everybody you know out of our lives but how do you handle a situation like that i mean there's a lot of pressure on professional athletes to perform to have a certain lifestyle how do you guide them through that process or even the well, average person that calls you 
So for athletes, it's just a matter of what your intention is. Is your intention to be better or to be one of the best in the world? Then you have to take a look at the distractions and learn to have more discipline to be more controlled when it comes to those distractions because there's going to be a lot of them with fame and money and power comes yep. a lot of people pulling on you in different directions and so it comes down to their intent and if they're in the room with me I already know their intent is strong to begin with so sure. um, it usually is a, an easy uh, um, an easy answer for them when I ask them that and and then the next time they and I always tell them don't feel bad about anything that's happened up to this point because that doesn't do your mindset any good right what's important is who do you, how do you want to define who you are in the next moment? So when, when, you, when you're in a situation where you're tempted, what kind of decision will you make going forward? Because that's the only moment you have. And the minute that you change that decision, you're going to change the outcome of your life, and you're going to lead to more success for yourself because you're going to have more focus. Um, and it's the same thing for individuals. It all depends on intention. What is it that you're trying to achieve? Do you believe that this universe is working and is on your side? I mean, right now, it's really interesting. We're having this conversation. People are listening. Right. And for those that are listening to these words, there's an exact reason that this has entered their space. Correct. What, there, there's been a curiosity. There's been an intention. And maybe the whole interview will be great, and you'll take it all in, or maybe you'll just catch one sentence or one word that changes mm-hmm. everything for you. But the point is the universe is serving you, just like it's serving you, Johanna, just like it's serving me in our intention in some manner. And when you feel that from life, you start to get more trustful of your circumstances and you start to open your eyes a little bit wider to see what is life bringing me and how does this help wake me up a little more, raise my awareness and my consciousness and help me to be more empowered towards what I want to create. So I have a saying that I feel that our intuition is the telephone line to the divine. Mm-hmm. And I know for a lot of guys, they just say it's my gut, you know, it's my gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so in working with your gut or your intuition, um, do you feel that, um, that whole thing about, you know, I also believe intention is everything. So is that the first step that one can take to begin to have more control in any part of their life? No question that intuition, when people start to listen more to their gut or the feeling that runs through their body than their head, they're, they're on their way. I always say that your head is right 50% of the time, but your gut is right 100% of the time. I so like that. If you can get into a space where you're just a little more calm in your walk, you'll start, to, you'll start to connect more with that feeling of intuition, and you'll be able to use it more and trust it more versus talk yourself out of it because fear in your head or regret or shame or guilt is clouding that intuition and not letting it come through enough. So when you get to a more peaceful state of mind with your own soul, with your own being, that those faculties can open up more. And, you, and again, you become more empowered and you start to live life in a little bit more of a flow. So in the metaphysical teachings that I've been doing for over 30 years, I feel very strongly that your intuition speaks clearly within the first three to 10 seconds. So, it, you yeah. know, it talk about gut. It's a kick in the gut, kick in the butt on some level. <laughs> right. So it's immediate, right? It's immediate yes, information. It, it instantaneous. What happens, though, I personally feel that a lot of people go in and they start to edit it. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, wait a minute. So I really hear that. You know, da, 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 da. Exactly. So now, you're, now you're, yeah. you're worse off than you were before. So for those of the, you that are listening, if you have that gut feeling, that intuitive feeling, and you know what Howard and I are talking about, don't doubt it. Trust mm-hmm. that connection because that connection is really pure. That's going to take you on the next step in your life. So we talked about time. We talked about intention. Let's talk about why do you think people suffer? And then they continue to make the same choices. You know, it's, to me, it's like, okay, you're getting, let's get on the merry-go-round again. Here we go, round and round. Here we go. So, <laughs> What, is it because they don't trust themselves? They don't listen to their intuition? What do you think is really happening? They haven't changed the idea of who they are. And so they keep seeking the fulfillment of what they believe to be true. Not what they want to be true. Not what they think is true. But what they believe to be true. The example I use often in interviews or when I'm speaking um, is the one of criminals with rap sheets. So they get out of jail. And within a few months, they find themselves back in front of a judge who's looking at this rap sheet and saying, how many times do you have to come back in and get punished longer and longer and longer before things change? 
the reason things don't change is because the identity of that individual has not changed when they came out, come out of jail. They still believe themselves to be an ex-con, a criminal, no good, unworthy. And so because of that, their ego must go out and find the right people and the right circumstances for them to validate that process to them. One of the most powerful statements in the book that uh, in I Am is, is the idea that mind must become matter, thought must become reality, and I, however we each define that, must become am. That is what we're working to know, that I am, that I exist. The question is, how have you defined I? Can you reflect long enough to be able to empower yourself to say, that's no longer who I am, this is how I define myself? And then can you follow through in your thoughts and actions long enough to create a new self? So That's I'd like to add, yeah, I, there's, I'd like to add too that. I always say, okay, listen, God is going to slam you into the sidewalk until you get it. And every time you get slammed, it's going to hurt a little bit more. So how many more times you want to bang your head on the sidewalk? So, you know, I do think, you know, maybe some people are invested in that, you know, repetition. However, for those of you that are listening, I know you're not. So you have an opportunity to get off of the merry-go-round, stop negative behavior that's not serving yourself or your soul on any single level and go out and buy both of these books, but particularly start with I Am. So we talked about time. Um, we talked about um, the whole thing of intention. You're teaching. Give me a couple of really quick examples. How does this translate for the average? And here's a good example. There's so many people that are miserable with their jobs. You know, they get up, you know, talk about a merry-go-round treadmill. They get up, you know, they have their coffee, they go to the office, and, and they, you know, they're not invested. They feel like, you know, they're hiding in a cubicle or whatever, totally unfulfilled, no creative spark at all. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing that you would say to them to, you know, sort of light a match so they can see something new and different? Yeah, it's a great question. And the question is, what is your intention? What do you want to create for yourself? What vision do you see that's different than this one? And number two is, how bad do you want it? Because that will, that desire, is what will allow an individual to live through the ebb or the retrenchment that may occur in the process of creating something new. Remember, for a new wave to start, there has to be a big ebb or a big swell first. So it's unavoidable in many cases, unless you're extremely financial well-off, that people have the luxury of saying, yeah, I do want to change my jobs, but I can't afford to. I understand that. Where there's a will, there's a way. And when you want something bad enough, you will allow that space of retrenchment, make the sacrifices, and trust life and your process long enough to get there to create something new. Um, And anybody that's ever done it has had to go through it. it. It's amazing, Johanna. Life has this incredibly elegant vetting process where it, it, <laughs> it tests us true. based on what we want. And it really vets us out to see how strong our faith, our belief, and our will is both in ourselves and in life. So that's, that's what I offer people. You know, what do you want and how badly do you want it? You know, I had an experience, and I know that you and I are, you know, similar past, a little bit different, obviously, in some ways, but I was in corporate financial health care for a long time. And I remember pulling into the parking lot and actually getting nauseous. That's how much I did not want to go into my office, you know. And I kept saying, okay, God, I know you got a bigger plan for me than this, you know. I know there's a bigger plan. And so, you know, I bailed. I just left. I called it my corporate crash moment. And everyone was saying, how can you do this, you know? How are you going to pay your bills? And I'm like, you know what? I, I had just started my spiritual practice, and I just knew that if I gave it the energy it needed, it would take me to greater than what I had at that, you know, hospital system. And it it did. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our last segment. Hi, everyone. Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on Internet streaming. Everybody has heard about Internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the Internet streams just about everything? From new releases to old classics, TV shows, almost every show, every episode, and much more. 
but the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back to our last segment, everyone. This is Johanna Carroll, and you are listening to Dialogue with Divinity. Howard, before we go any further, how can people find you? Where can they buy your books? What's next? What's going on? Give us the update. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, my main website is howardfalco.com. That's Howard, and then F is in Frank, A-L-C-O.com. There's a bunch of information up there. Or my other website for athletes is totalmindsports.com. 
Um, I'll be in July, I believe it's the late July, I'll be at Floyd Fest out in Virginia doing four talks during the music festival there, which I'm very excited about. I'm going to cover a range of subjects. And the books are available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. They should be at your local bookstore. Both I Am and Time in a Bottle are also um, on uh, on my website as well. Um, you can find more information there. I've been on Howard's website, you guys, and I have to tell you, you've got to go check it out. There's so your blog is great. You know, I do spend oh, time you. reading these things, and uh, I just obviously love your work because you're changing a lot of people's lives, which is wonderful. So you know, I think that when you know people really are honest, and for and all of you that are listening, and I can speak for myself on this, the one thing my main intention is to be happy, and I think that that sense of happy, peace, and joyfulness, I really do believe it is the natural state of the soul that we all really yearn for. And yet we think it's an elusive thing that we can never accomplish. So how do you feel one experiences joy and peace peace each day? First of all, how do you do it if you don't mind sharing it? No, it's, a, it's an outstanding question. And the simplest answer is eternal acceptance and trust. So whatever the circumstance to accept and to know that there's a reason behind it, um, whatever your situation is in life to come to acceptance that up until this moment, this is where it's been. Then the second thing is eternal optimism, always knowing that there's infinite possibility in the next moment for everything to change and being open to that process. So I guess, Johanna, when, you, when, you, when life reveals to you that there's more to know and understand, it gets exciting. And then as you see more of the connection between yourself and life, you begin to trust more of a divine universe, more of an elegant universe. And it helps in your daily walk. And when you're in that space, I can tell you, it's very, very magical. One of the analogies in in I Am I have is with Dorothy, where she wondered about this place that was beautiful and peaceful somewhere over the rainbow. And sure enough, she gets taken from this tornado in this world of black and white, and the first thing that changes in the film is she enters this world of rich, beautiful color. Same That's people, true. a little bit smaller, but yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 and thus begins her true journey to understanding what life is all about and what she needs on her way, which is a brain to think more profoundly um, and, and self-reflect and a heart and courage and um, the ability to realize where the power really is in her life. So I think it really comes down to acceptance and faith and trust and then believing in yourself. And that's the key. I do think that we have to turn some of it over to divine will. And sometimes we have to get out of our own way for that to occur. However, there's a piece that I've been seeing. um, Well, I think it's been missing for a lot of people that feel like, you know, I'm not going to get off that merry-go-round. And that is a law of action. At some point, you know, you're, to me, your first action is the consciousness shift. And Correct. in your language, it's, you know, believing that, you know, this potential is, you know, limitless on some level, that all is available. All is available. Uh, you know, to me, I say, okay, you've got a divine inheritance. How do you want to access it? And so the reality is you got to open the door to the treasure chest on some level. So we've been hearing a lot of about you know the law of attraction and the presence and all of that and i think they're really good materials but i also feel that there's some little pieces that are missing because it's not just enough to have intention it's not enough Correct. to just yeah. know i have this divine mm-hmm. inheritance mm-hmm. i know now i gotta open the door how am i going to access it so in your i am when, in, how is it a little different than the current law of attraction? Not that we're bashing that or anything, because you know it's good material. But it's there's a piece missing, and it's to me, it's like you got to do something. You know, That's you can't correct. just, you know, it's law it's of really, action. You're you're it's spot on with all of it, and the piece that's missing is self love, coming mm-hmm. to infinite and unconditional self love with who you are, seeing the perfection of your past. Now, I know when people hear this, they're going to say, but what about when I did that? What about when I did that? The point is, at that moment, when you did that, no matter what you thought you knew or what you were supposed to do, you did the best you could. The damage is when you think you haven't done the best you could and you have regret and you think you should have changed it, 
You mm-hmm. carry this energy within you of self-indignation or repudiation, and it limits what is possible for you because the universe can only grace you with what you will allow for yourself. Nothing more, nothing less. But this isn't what you think. This is at the most fundamental level of your soul. That's why to heal your soul, to see the love that you are, and the perfection, the opportunity is the key that allows you to access all this abundance. Now, there's a process, and you have to be willing to accept that there's a process to put conditions together. And in this quick fix, uh, instant gratification world, sometimes it takes time. But when the farmer plants the seed, he doesn't get to pull fruit from the tree the next day. That's right. (laughs) He has to nurture and cultivate. And um, so when you plant new seeds, give it time. Be patient. Trust. So for those of you that are listening, you know, we're in springtime right now. Nobody went out and yelled at the roses that it was time to grow. It's the same thing. Natural energy. And the natural energy is the nature of your soul. You know, uh, a couple of years ago, called The Lost Art of Loving, and the whole book was, I wanted to understand, I had gone through some health challenges with my heart. And I thought, okay, what's really going on here energetically? Have I like sucked in all the, <laughs> all of the people that I've been doing counseling with for the 30 years? You know, I wanted to see the correlation between self-love and my own emotional state and my health, you know? And so I did a lot of research on a lot of ancient, and it all went back to the ancient teachings where I feel all great things happen is to really know thyself. Because when you really know yourself, you can't help but love yourself unless you're judging yourself all the time. So for those of you that are listening, you know, I love this whole concept of the elegant universe. It is elegant. It is loving. But it's only going to, you know, present you manifestation-wise to the level that you really do love yourself, you know? So it is to thy own self be true on some level. What do you think um, in your books, what's the most important piece of information that a reader can take from either one, either I am or time in a bottle? That every moment offers you another opportunity to change it all. This moment is your moment. You haven't wasted a single moment in your entire life. It has all led you to this one. So we're told that this uh, metaphysically is called the Aquarian Age, which is the age of self-love, compassion, wisdom, understanding, and that we have left the Piscean Age, which was the age of victimization, suffering, greed, jealousy, you know, cognitively we would call it. And so I see a lot of people on the bridge walking back and forth, you know. And so if you have someone, and, and I'm, I'm going to speak to people that are listening right now. If you've really been suffering over something that you've been carrying around in that suitcase of your life, maybe for lifetimes, how would you tell that person to put the bag down? Do they need to actually review some of this stuff? Do they need to go into therapy? Um Obviously, they need help. So coaching from you, obviously, is a big factor. How can they just even throw the suitcase away? Because they're still going to be affected. For instance, your example about the criminal. They have such a perceived notion of who they really are rather than what they did, right? Correct. It, it depends on the will of their intention. Okay, it goes Do they want it bad enough? Because intention is the mother of all creation. And so... If they truly intend to change, are they, will they be open to it? And for other people who are, for people listening who are talking to other people, the whole key with other people is non-judgment. To give them the space to know that you can't know every step they've taken in their whole lives or why they've done the things that they've done, but you're not going to judge them um, for it. You're not going to uh, take anything negative from them, but you're also not going to judge them. You're going to have compassion because that, that's what will open up the lines of communication with them. That's really good advice. Also, one of the things that I've been working with a lot of my clients lately, and I I think it might fall into your work, is the concept of enough. Well, enough doesn't mean limitation. It means, um, you know, the instant gratification that you're talking about before. Well, if I have this car, I'm going to feel better. If I have this watch, I'm going to feel better. If I have X amount of dollars in the bank, I'm going to feel better. Instead of being peaceful and happy, content, We're talking about, again, external versus eternal. 
So if you have a client that comes to you and says, you know, I'm never going to get that promotion. I am never going to, you know, I'm never going to be on my game. I'm never going to be one of the top, you know, five all-stars, you know, very quickly before we say goodbye to you. What, how would you work with that person? And I'm actually asking those of you who are listening to really listen to this response. Well, I would point out to them how their, how their words are actually going to be self-fulfilling prophecies. If you believe mm. you're never going to get something, you're never going to act for it or towards it, or you're going to destroy it, even if it starts to manifest itself. So believing that you're worthy of it and believing in the truth of infinite possibility is a huge start towards opening your mind to something new that can happen. Then it depends on your will and your belief and how much, you know, how far and how long you're willing to go to achieve it. But everybody is worthy. Everybody. That's wonderful. Howard, we want to thank you so much. Um, really, you know, congratulations on everything that you're doing. Uh, you're obviously opening a lot of people's hearts and souls to a whole new level. We want to thank you so much for being on our show. And good luck. We'll, we'll see you in the future. Sounds good. Thank you. <laughs>